Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Serious action tonight. It's light in the NBA, but uh, plenty of college rack and NHL. Carver High, let's dance. Yeah, let's do it. NBA tonight. The Celtics are at the Garden to take on the Knicks. Minus two and a half. Celtics road favorite tonight. The Warriors are in New Orleans. Now, remember, no Curry tonight, no Draymond. Minus one now. For the Warriors, road favorite against the Pels. The Pistons are in Memphis against the Grizzlies. The line is 13 there. The Clippers, the late night game in Phoenix against the Suns. That is 10 and a half. So uh, I actually think the Celtics can win in the Garden tonight. I think Brown's been hot. I think the Knicks look terrible against the Pacers. They've been terrible at home the entire season. I think they're ripe for the picking. I took the Celtics outright. I'm going to lay it. I laid one. It's two and a half now. I love the Grizzlies over the Pistons. I think they're going to light them up because they're just better uh, at everything. Uh, defensively, transition, steals, uh, boards, threes. They do everything better. This could get ugly tonight in Memphis on Beale Street. I'm all over the Grizzlies. I like the Warriors still. Poole, Wiggins. Uh, the rest of this team can handle that crappy Pelicans team. I'm still laying the one. It's one and a half now. And I actually got the Clippers at 12. I don't like it at 10 and a half. I think the Suns, it's going to land right around there, 10, 11, 12. So uh, I got them at 12 and took the Clippers on the other side of the rainbow, but I like the Suns to win the game. How about hockey tonight? The Penguins won their ninth in a row last night. They beat the Blues 5-3 to three at PPG. They go for 10 tonight against the Flyers. The Blues also put uh, Vladimir Tarasenko in COVID protocol. Toronto beat the Oilers 4-2. to two. NHL power rankings from people who think they know. Carolina, Florida, Toronto, Colorado, and Washington at the top. Don't see the Rangers who have the most points in the NHL right now. We have games. Right? <laughs> I know. We, we have games tonight. <laughs> in hockey actually a full slate believe it or not here we go let's do it the sharks are in buffalo against the sabers we have the wild and the bruins in boston tonight the flames are in tampa bay against the lightning like i said penguins going for 10 in a row in Philadelphia tonight against the flyers i mean that is just erotica for me that they have won nine in a row and they were getting their ass beat 3-1 in that hockey game last night at pbg 
They scored two goals, 12 seconds apart. Rust had a big game. Crosby had a big game. I can't believe Crosby. He missed a lot of time, but he only has five goals on this season. I think he'll light it up in the playoffs. I like the Penguins to make it 10 tonight in Philadelphia. I like the Lightning at home. Uh, I like the Wild on the streets in Boston. I think the Wild are better than the Bruins. Uh, I watched the Bruins the other night against the Devils. Pasta had a point. It got nothing from their other superstar players. And I'm taking the Sharks in Shabbatabala. Also, the Blue Jackets are in the Newark to take on the Devils at the Rock tonight. Minus 162 for Jersey. The Panthers are in Dallas against the uh, Stars. We have the Jets in the Avalanche in Colorado. Chicago in Arizona against the Desert Dogs. Yeah, I think the Devils, you know, I, I can't believe they're favored, to be honest with you. Uh, I guess it's because they're at the Rock. But I do think they are going to win this game. I like the way they've been playing. They, they lost that game in Boston 5-3, but it was 3-all. They were down 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, 2-2, 3-2, 3-3. I think they're a tough team. They play hard. I think they win tonight. I like the Panthers on the streets. I like the Avs at home. I like the Blackhawks in the desert. Also tonight, Gerard Gallant returns to Vegas, of course, as coach of the New York Rangers. Should be a good one out on the strip, minus 154 for the Knights. The Predators are in Los Angeles against the Kings, and one game did get uh, waxed, Scotty. The Red Wings and the Ducks tonight, that game has been postponed. They're going to try again on Sunday out at the Duck Pond. I'm going to bet on the uh, Ducks in that game. I'm going to bet on them tonight, even though the game got canceled, and I'm going to win money either way. Uh, I'm going to actually take the Rangers on the road in Vegas. They're going to beat the Knights in Sim City. The Mac and the Hub, beautiful down in Vegas, baby. I like the Rangers. I think they're better than the uh, Knights. The Knights don't score goals, and the Rangers do. Watch out, Kreider on the power play. He's a badass. And give me the Predators in Lipstick City to beat the Kings. I think the Predators are uh, putting together a nice little road trip here, Carver High. Uh, one that I hope the uh, Penguins emulate when they go west. Uh, next week, they got big games against the Ducks, Kings, Sharks, and Vegas. It should be interesting. And they get no respect at all, the Penguins. You win nine in a row, and you're not one of the best teams in the league. My ass. We welcome all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM. You know you're a badass, Sirius XM. You know it. And then, of course, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, yeah, should do be. And Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. Good to have you with us on Coast to Coast on a Thursday, Carver. Yes, uh, college rack number 15, Alabama beat Florida 83-70 last night. Michigan State beat Nebraska 79-67. How about Villanova? They whacked Creighton oh. 75-41. Number 11, wow. Iowa State, but a shorthanded Texas Tech team 51-47. to Later on, we have... Some top 25 games tonight in college basketball. And, of course, you will run through the entire sheet, all of your plays in college rack tonight. Listen, uh, you know, I'm ready. When do you want me to do this? Now? Later? I mean, what's the deal? We don't Later. have time now. So I will hit every game. Tonight on the bouncing back with a huge night in college rack and NHL's automatic. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
So I have a plan on Saturday at 9 in the morning. I am going to uh, promote Sports Grid and Sports Grid TV, Sports Grid Radio on Twitter uh, in public in New York City, start raving naked when the uh, mobile sports betting uh, goes into full operational mode, full swing. When they open up the floodgates, I'll be there naked promoting our Twitter accounts. If you don't follow us on Twitter, I hope your dog runs away. All right. Rick Haro <laughs> is our sports and business legal insider, hot dog insider from Harvard. Oh, yes, Biff. Uh, he's got the keys to the city because the New York betting will open up on Saturday at 9 a.m. What did you think? It's a long time coming. You knew it was inevitable. Uh, I still uh, shake in my boots when I see a 51% tax uh, on anything. You think uh, inflation is bad. 51% of your money's going away, but they're still going to make billions. It's essentially, my friend, first of all, before I even start, the thought of you getting naked as an attraction, uh, you have it all wrong. I'm not Maybe they should postpone the start of betting because they'll realize what the consequences are. Just ask him. Just tell him. Anyway, 51%, by the way, I get it. It becomes a rev share between the books and the state. And if the state is going to use the money, by the way, projected to be over a billion dollars the first year because they're brilliant at opening it up on Saturday, having come out of left field to do it, by the way, right before the playoff games. That means the Giants and the Jets could be better. Oh, no, they're not in the playoffs. Well, anyway, the Super Bowl, the Final Four, March Madness, all of that stuff, the timing is perfect. And let's just remember one other thing, which is really important. Because of where the current mobile betting is allowed, which is up in the hinterlands, up near Lapland, about an hour and a half away from New York City, the total revenue take? $3.7 million is not even worth discussing. Year one, because of these first four and then rolling next five, nearly a billion. How about a billion dollars to hopefully give to infrastructure? I don't mind the tax money, by the way, if it means it's going to worthy causes like roads, bridges, teachers, uh, and all of that. So that's where it is. You know, I have never bought that line, that rhetoric that they're going to give all this money to you know, the roads and infrastructure and schools and uh, first responders, and they're going to build bridges. I just I just don't believe it. I, I've never believed it. What I believe is, is that the state steals the money, and then uh, the governor ends up being a, a pervert, and uh, he's a liar, <laughs> and then they've got a chick now running things. She'll be the next one they accuse of thievery. Politicians are evil, unholy. They steal the gambling money everywhere. I guarantee it. Now, let me ask you this. Well, how do you get your hands on one of those licenses of those nine sports books? What a war that had to be. Well, it was an amazing war. Every one of them, as you know, hired lobbyists and PR firms and influential opportunities. And let's remember where the facts are, okay? So DraftKings and, and, uh, and FanDuel, as we know, along with uh, Bent Rivers and Caesars, get the first because they are the ones who everybody said were ready to roll out first. Uh, PointsBet, BetMGM, uh, Resorts World, BallyBet, and WinBet will be, quote-unquote, available to get out and do stuff as soon as they are operable. So in theory, if everybody works all weekend and we have a bullish first week, nine will happen sooner than later, and then the next step will be 
in facility stuff, uh, uh, City Field and and Yankee Stadium and and uh, MSG uh, and Barclays and UBS. Not right now, but let's remember that it's going to be possible. And one other comment, by the way, about the morality or the infrastructure. Here's the deal: FanDuel, DraftKings studies both said that anywhere from 20 to 27 percent of their revenue last year was from New Yorkers going over to Jersey to bet. So New Yorkers now will bet in their own state, and theoretically, the money will stay in their own state. Now, whether it goes to teachers or other infrastructure, uh, I will bet you that most of the money will find the right place, even if some doesn't. I got to tell you, uh, like, so, for instance, uh, if you have an account with, like, DraftKings or whatever, you literally have to drive to Atlantic City to make deposits. Uh, I find that to be painful. I think you should be able to make those deposits anywhere in the Garden State. Now, you can go to Monmouth uh, to hit up a Caesars, which is shorter than going to AC, but it becomes a drag. It becomes a pain in the ass. I have to ask you, uh, you know, in terms of the betting itself, uh, where we see this booming everywhere in every state, uh, I'm not surprised what Nevada's done. They've done incredible numbers and still rolling with you know, New Jersey, they're right on their heels every year, every quarter. Uh, what do you think is going to happen now with New York? How's the pie going to get cut up? So, you know, this will definitely invade some of Jersey's dollars. We know that. But we also know because of the ease of betting, people now see it as mainstream. More and more states are able to do it. There are going to be more and more people betting than ever before. So while there's kind of cannibalization, the higher number will be there because of betting. And so my sense is, the billion-dollar number, Nevada, clearly. Jersey may be a little lower. New York, I just said, is predicted to be a billion in a couple of years. Illinois, Pennsylvania. Here's the latest tally. 30 states legal without any restrictions. 12 states legal now with restrictions or to be legal. That's 10 plus 32, 12 plus, that's 42 states, and we only got 50. So all of those states that say morally we shouldn't do it, they're running out of states. And those that aren't doing it are losing money to the ones that are. Rick Caro with us. Uh, let me ask you, I, I had an interesting thing happen the other day. Uh, J.B. Smoove does those Caesars commercials that they're just you know, inundating oh, those, us with. That's a, those they're, are great commercials. I'm sorry. I love okay. that guy. I didn't know who did it. All right. Anyway. That's who does it. He's a, you know, right. a, a comedian, and he's an actor, yeah. and he's done a great job with it. They're phenomenal. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, they're on all day, every day, everywhere. And now they're doing them in New York, Jersey, everywhere. And they, they are painful. And I had women, I have noticed women have said to me on a number of occasions, I cannot stand those commercials and this guy uh, pretending to be Caesars. Meanwhile, you and I know from a creative standpoint and you know, advertising standpoint, marketing standpoint, those ads have been brilliant, and I, they continue with Manning and everything else to get better by the month, but women are turned off by them. I know that as a fact. Well, I've had multiple women say they hate him. Anecdotally, you made up two women or 100 women. Do they stop betting? Probably not. And maybe they're a little sexist. I get it. But frankly, you know, him uh, sucking up to Cooper as the Manny he likes the best, that is genius, man. And I'm telling you, let's compare these commercials to six, seven, ten years ago, 
talk about painful. Remember when DraftKings and FanDuel tried to buy every bit of NFL game time to promote yeah. fantasy at that time because it still wasn't legal. So when you compare this to that, this ain't bad. The FanDuel CEO, she is uh, obsessed with getting women uh, to get into the betting game. Do you think that will happen ever? Yes, because they're going to be promoting it. And uh, look, there's just an opportunity for uh, women or anybody that are interested in sports to easily make money or lose money. And why do people bet? Because they think they have a path to making money because they know something that other people don't know. And it's not just a male-dominated thing. Uh, you know, most of the women in my life know more than I do and will know much more than you do. It's clearly obvious. Listen, uh, let me say this lastly. I, there's one thing I hate about the mobile uh, sports betting scene. When you win a lot of money, they, don't, they, they just don't release the money. Uh, a lot of these companies uh, turn it into a war to get your money. And I think it is dirty. I think it's illegal. I think it's ridiculous. They will take your house. They will take your last penny. They will take your wife and children. But when you beat the house for 25, 50 grand, it becomes an international incident trying to get the money. You have to go to the attorney general to get money. And that is BS. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Adam Kaplan just said in the break that my language was uh, deplorable in the break with Rick Haro <laughs> dropping bombs, uh, dropping, you know, bull shacks, uh, dropping uh, F-bombs. He just said it, it's just deplorable, the language that comes flying out of your mouth, Pharrell. You're a horrible human being. Always no. good to have Adam on to talk NFL skinny league-wide. I have to tell you that uh, earlier on this show, I said that uh, – I actually believe Antonio Brown about his ankle up to the point of the hospital visits and MRIs and missed, you know, appointments and all this. I believe that he uh, has had this problem for 10 weeks. I believe that his ankle is messed up. He needs surgery. I also believe that Bruce Arians uh, did the throat slash. I also believe that he is a hard ass coach, a, a tough guy coach, no nonsense, no BS coach. And I, I think he handles things the way he did. You're out of here. You're done. See you later. And I believe he did it. And I don't think some of Brown's teammates liked it. I think it is a distraction. I think Brown has caused a problem for the Buccaneers. So, so let's get let's get kind of what happened today. So Bruce Aarons never speaks on Thursday. He doesn't. His coordinators speak on Thursday. But in light of Brown's social media posts, on Thursday morning, he felt the need to do it, and, and he may have been asked to do it, but nevertheless, he did it. And he did explain what happened, and he basically went over exactly what he told the media on Monday. Let's not forget, Brown has had this heel-ankle issue for over two months. He first got hurt against Philly on a, on a Thursday night game, uh, and he was really not the same. He came back. He did practice last week. But he didn't feel right. And if you look at the, if you did look at the text though that he sent Arians, both men acknowledged that there was an issue. But Brown talked about being able to play. Arians said if he's ready to go, he'll play. He did. 
And then Bruce, if you fast forward during the game, made it pretty clear. He asked him to go back to the game, and the player refused, which has never happened to Arians before. Brown saying he's hurt, but as Arians said, the player didn't want to go back in after halftime because he complained about targets. So what is it? Is it just that your ankle's a problem, or is it you want to target and your ankle's a problem? But the bottom line is he's not going to get his money for incentives. He had about uh, 900 grand tied up there with per game roster bonuses. So he'll, he'll miss those incentives. He'll make 3 million this season, but he won't get that extra million that he was looking for. So, uh, and by the way, it is official. I know they, they announced it looking at the NFL's personnel notes, which I got an hour ago. He could be claimed off waivers tomorrow. I know it's highly, highly, highly unlikely because if they cut him tomorrow, he would not be able to be claimed off waivers until February after the Super Bowl. The day after the Super Bowl is when waivers run during the playoffs. So um, because they cut him today, theoretically, he could be claimed tomorrow. But it's highly, highly unlikely because, again, Brown said he needed surgery for that ankle. And it, it's a saga. I know you talked about the distraction. You got you, Listen, first of all, you've got Tom Brady as the quarterback. Bruce Aarons has been through a lot in his life, okay? This guy coached at Temple University. As a kid growing up in Philly, I remember Bruce very, very well in his early 30s. He's been through a lot in his life. He's been, look, Jason Light has as well. The two of them work together in Arizona. I expect him to handle this thing. As you and I talked about Monday now, it's not so much Antonio Brown, the football player, and the presence that he had. It's what do you do now without Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin? Two other top three wide receivers are now done. That, to me, is a problem as they go through the playoffs. Remember now, they beat, they beat the Packers last year. With A.B., okay, with A.B. and Chris Godwin. That ain't happening this year. Listen, I got to tell you, uh, in short, uh, I do not believe that Bruce Arians or Light handled this well at all. I don't care what he's been through in his life. I I don't deny he's been through all those uh, tragedies and everything else. That's neither here nor there. I thought that he handled this poorly, And it is what it is. Uh, This does not look good on Arians any more than Brown. I have to tell you, Brown, the fact that we're five days later still talking about this is absolutely giving me agita. It really is. I'm I'm, I'm done with it. I I am done with it. Should have been cut him. I I hear you. They should have, first of all, they should have cut him money. Number two, I'll back you up on this one point. The communication between Arians and Brown clearly was not good enough because this never should have happened. First of all, if you knew that he had an ankle injury and it was sort of touch and go whether he'd be able to play, I understand that he turns it over to the medical staff. As he said to the trainer, if Brown had an issue, he should have told the trainer. Well, I think Brown and Aaron should have talked during the game to see how his ankle was. That clearly was lost in translation there. That's one area I think Aaron could have done a better job. But going forward, yeah, we're all done with it. Now, if he gets claimed off waivers by an absolute shock, then we'll be talking about it again. That's not happening. His ankle's fried. He's worthless right now. But I'll say this. Anyone who wants to argue about whether or not that guy's a badass when he's healthy uh, and when he's playing healthy, uh, you're an idiot because the guy can flat out ball. And that's what Brady liked, the the ability to separate and get space and make plays. Uh, The guy's had a phenomenal career. Off the field, he has been an absolute loser and a tool. Uh, It makes me sick to my stomach that it's still – Uh, lingering uh, this far into the week. There's so many things that are going on that are better uh, than this story. Uh, Let's talk about King Henry a little bit as he gets ready to uh, get back on the football field. Yeah, this is an amazing story. So 
leading up to this two weeks ago, I was talking to a, a very high level site, the Titan source who said that don't be surprised, but Derek may practice week 18. And that's that person said, listen, we're not talking about him playing, just coming back to practice, starting that 21 day window. Well, just following up on it, you know, first of all, he is practicing and he's looked good and he looks healthy. Now he, he would have to be medically cleared to play. And they're doing really well with Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard, who were terrific last week uh, against the Dolphins, where they absolutely destroyed Miami in, in Nashville. But they're not rolling out. Henry could be activated and have a minor role in this game. But the fact of the matter is they love to get the bye. If they win this week, they get the bye. They'll have the number one seed in the AFC. And getting him for you know full strength for the playoffs is what they want to do here. So keep an eye on the situation. I still have my doubts that he'll be activated. And they love Foreman, who's who's a power back. The only issue they have with Foreman and Hilliard is fumbles. They put the ball on the ground a little bit. That That's a problem. But again, and we're going to talk more about this tomorrow. The key, if you're betting, when you play fantasy in week 18, is knowing who's going to be rested and what the motivation is. The Titans have all the motivation in the world. They want that number one seed. And don't forget, Pharrell, who did they lose to earlier this season? They lost to the Texans in Nashville. They got embarrassed. They were terrible offensively, and Henry didn't play in that game. So they're going to want to get that number one seed, and I'm not going to rule out Henry playing, although I, I have my questions about it. Yeah, I thought that uh, Texans team looked terrible last week against the Niners. Let's go back to the Steelers. Uh, when I saw today that uh, Deontay Johnson uh, has COVID, I, I puked. I I'm just like, I can't take it anymore. More bad news is I'm getting ready for the game of my life here this season because the Steelers are still alive. And you told me once, you said, Pharrell, look, if you got a chance. So what you told me was, we got a chance. We got a chance. You do, yes. You, unbelievably, the, the, the Jaguars have beaten the Colts in Jacksonville for five straight years. Deontay Johnson is out right now. Kendrick Green, their rookie starting center from Illinois, who they absolutely love. Joe Hayden, their top corner. They're all in the COVID list. Remember now, Juju Smith-Schuster's out for the season with that shoulder dislocation. So they're down they're now down to their top four receivers. Chase Claypool, let's let's talk about him for a second. Really gifted He's player, awful. second year player. He has not played a level they're expecting. For whatever reason, and you look at that big body, he's super athletic. He's just immature. He's not played consistent football. He's got to play better. And they need him to against the Ravens, who right now have the worst cornerback situation in the National Football League. They're giving up unbelievable amount of uh, production at that cornerback position. Now, for the Ravens in that game, Lamar Jackson didn't pr practice again today. Look for Tyler Hunt Huntley, who's been unreal, by the way. He's done a great, great job as an undrafted free agent last year. Look for him to make his fourth start of the season for the Ravens. It's going to be tough. This is going to be real tough. Mason, Mason Rudolph and, and Ben Roethlisberger and their quarterbacks practicing this week. Mason Rudolph's throwing us some backups. And you know what? Mason Rudolph, I'll be, I'll be interested to see what he does next year, where he goes, because there are some teams that I know have interest in him. But at least come in as a backup. Yeah, I just want to be clear. He sucks. And uh, good riddance. And let me tell you another thing. Uh, the Steelers only win this game if Najee Harris has a buck and a half. The game that he had against the Browns, they need to duplicate that. Yep. They have no passing game anymore. They don't even have it with Deontay Johnson. They can't throw a touchdown. Claypool, you know, Mike Blewett from Pro Football Today said it best yesterday. He said the guy has a tendency to – uh, jump early. He's he's so much bigger than everybody, but he's jumping early. And and if you notice Monday night, uh, Adam, he had a, a double drop up high. He dropped it, 
and then it came down to his belly and he dropped it again. The guy can't catch COVID. He couldn't catch a cold. I mean, it's just, he's been terrible. This is why they brought back Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, there's a history. Other than Antonio Brown, the Steelers typically do not bring back their drafted players when their contracts expire. But there's a reason why they brought Smith-Schuster back on a one-year deal. It's because Chase Claypool is not anyone they could depend on. And they're going to have to address the receiver position next year. There's no question about it that with the two guys, the contract's expiring. Yeah, you're right. I would agree with both of you guys. Claypool's come up short. And for those of us who look at um, short-term bet, the short-term betting market um, in terms of just playing uh, you know, for fantasy – Claypool's been one of those guys who's been a total underachiever. All season, he has not gotten the yeah. job, job done for one-week one fantasy at all. Oh, my God. I, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole in fantasy. Let me tell you this. The last thing I'll say is Ben Roethlisberger, brilliant career, but he can't even walk anymore when the game's over. He looks crippled. You see him walking down that tunnel, the guy can't I do. walk. I'll see you tomorrow, Adam. Great see you tomorrow, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so uh, what's the over-under on JT DeBrick? Is he at the uh, pool surrounded by hotties at Red Rock in the hot tub, or is he at the uh, buffet down in uh, Summerlin, uh, right over there by uh, DuPars? Which one is it? Because uh, he's not here, but uh, he's got to be somewhere. I'd lean more towards the pool at Red Rock if it was me. Uh, hopefully that that's if there was any choice out of that. That multiple right. choice situation right there. I would want it to be the pool at Red Rock. So hopefully that is uh, the situation. I mentioned to you some of the college basketball games uh, from last night. We do have a moment here uh, before we right. bust into tonight's games. Uh, I did just want to go over a couple of them with you here. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State beating Texas Tech 51-47. Nova whacking Creighton. Bama beat Florida. That was a nice comeback win for Bama as well. And Michigan State beating Nebraska last night, 79-67. to Nova surprised me. I thought Creighton would have been playing the game, even though they were coming back. Yeah, yes, yeah. the Huskers did cover that game last night. So I hit that bet uh, with, the, with the Huskers. And uh, listen, uh, the thing that blew my mind was Nova. You know, I don't think Nova's been overwhelming at all. They get a lot of national uh, ranking, publicity, and juice. But, you know, they've kind of, you know, leveled off for me. But what they did to Creighton last night was downright dirty and unacceptable and unholy. I mean, they just absolutely wrung them out. I couldn't believe it. Nice win for Iowa State. I agree with you. The Bama win was big. Not only that uh, they won in Gainesville, but that they separated themselves from the Gators late in that game and won by whatever it was, 13, something like that. So uh, very impressive. I'll, I'll tell you, tonight... Uh, it's the same kind of thing as Bama going to Gainesville. I'm actually leaning, and I'm going with Ohio State over my Hoosiers. I love Indiana. I went there. You know I always love them. I want them to win every game. But this is a little bit like the uh, Bills problem you have where you don't bet on your team. I'm not doing what you do where you don't bet on them ever. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't think they're that good, and I don't care that they're at home. 
I don't think they can cover. I don't think they can win this game. I actually think, and I hope they do, but I think Ohio State's flat out better than that. Yeah, Ohio State visits Bloomington tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, minus three and a half for the Buckeyes right now. Of course, ranked 13th in the country. Also tonight, Maryland and Illinois in the Big Ten. Illinois, big favorite at home. UCLA gets on the floor tonight. They, of course, are ranked fifth in the country, taking on Long Beach State, the heavy lumber. 26 and a hook for the Bruins tonight. Iowa visits Wisconsin, who are coming off that win against Purdue, minus three for the Badgers now. And USC, who does not get talked about, one of the three undefeated teams left in college hoops. They are 12 and 0. They visit Cal tonight, uh, minus six and uh, minus five and a half now for USC. Look, I, I think Illinois, uh, what they did to Minnesota, you know, in Minneapolis. Uh, a few nights ago, just absolutely was nuts, right? Like they blew them out. And I couldn't believe it. Minnesota was getting seven and they got just uh, put on a, a lamppost. But uh, I think they can do the same thing to Maryland. Uh, that number scares me, but I think Illinois uh, can do that to anybody in Champaign-Urbana. I said a roll the Terps tonight. It's a tough road game for Maryland. UCLA should spank LBC. Long Beach State can't hang with them. They're a loser to begin with. That number's dangerous, but I'm going to do it. UCLA should handle their business. And I love Wisconsin tonight in Madtown. Uh, it's the game of the night. But I have to say, uh, you know, the Badgers, what they did at Mackey, going to West Lafayette and winning, uh, that was enough for me. Uh, they're for real again. They always are. They play defense. They can knock down threes. They know how to go inside, outside. Uh, they move the ball. I like Wisconsin, and I love USC over Cal. And remember, uh, I hit Cal. Remember, it was one of my favorite plays uh, the other day was Cal, and they were laying one and a half, and they won big. Uh, but I don't like them tonight, even though the game's in Berkeley. I'm still on the Trojans here to stay undefeated. Now, we also have several other games tonight. I know that you have the sheet on you for college rack. What do you got for me besides the ranked games tonight? Well, I hit Loyola Chicago today, documented, and I'm on Colorado tonight laying the one and a half. I love the buffs. Uh, BYU, I'm dropping 18 and a hook, uh, praying to God uh, that they can cover the fat number. They should. Cincinnati in the Queen City laying in two. Uh, Utah laying a 10 spot. I like Louisiana Tech laying three and a half, South Bama laying five, Middle Tennessee outright on the road, getting three and a half, UAB outright plus one, uh, Texas San Antonio laying three and a half, and Troy laying one. Those are my college basketball plays. Uh, it looks like we have him, the legend, the man, the myth. We thought maybe he was at Red Rocks in the hot tub with the hotties with their purple bikinis where Pharrell likes to hang out in the 100-degree heat. Here he is. JT, the brick, uh, the voice of the Raiders pregame. Everyone loves JT, certainly the Raiders organization. Uh, they're married, uh, joined at the hip. And, of course, you hear him on Sirius Mad Dog Radio. They love him in Vegas. He does a, a local show in Sin City as well. One of my dear friends. Always good to have you back on Coast to Coast. JT, Happy New Year, pal. Scotty, please tell me you can hear me. You got me? I got you, brother. Good. 
I am, I'm not in Philadelphia. I'm in Vegas, oh, Scott Farrell, all the way from the D, all the way to Circa, all the way right to my house here in Sin City. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Listen, uh, I have to say, um, you know, the Raiders uh, have impressed me. Uh, they've blown me away because I, I, I really didn't respect them, even though I was at the Steeler game. And I, I said earlier, the Ruggs bomb was the my favorite bomb in the NFL this year. I thought that bomb he threw to him was the best pass I saw in the league all season long. And lately, three in a row, winning ugly. Al Davis says uh, winning is winning, ugly, pretty, otherwise. You win the games. That's all that matters. They put together three in a row and put themselves in this position at home on Sunday night uh, to make the playoffs. you got to be impressed. Scott, I'm blown away. I mean, everybody left this team to fail. Everybody in the media threw them under the bus. Everyone acted like they had no will to win. They didn't have the ability to get back into this thing, and now they have. It's an incredible, resilient team. The way they're winning games now concern me because I think they're going to have to score against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. They really haven't been explosive since the Dallas game on Thanksgiving where they put up a lot of points and beat Dak. They beat Lamar Jack. They beat Ben Roethlisberger. They won a lot of big games this year, but they haven't played explosive the last month. And in the last game, couple of games, they're making one or two explosive plays with Hunter Renfro to win the game. And now they have to play a much better explosive game on offense if they're going to beat the Chargers Sunday night. Yeah, they're not scoring. And, uh, you know, the Steelers aren't either, but they're in uh, a game for their lives in Baltimore on Sunday, still alive if the Colts losing Jacks. Uh, they got a shot, but they don't score. They kick field goals. You got a great kicker. He won you the game in Indy. I bet they're glad they gave him that contract because he's got a nice toe. Uh, he's not Tucker, but he's on his way up in the NFL the way he's been kicking for the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders have good special teams, Scotty, because Rich Passaccia, the interim head coach, was a special teams coach. A.J. Cole, the punter, made the Pro Bowl. Daniel Carlson could make any kick of 55 yards or under. He's rock steady. But the key of this team is the defensive line now. Yannick Ngakwe, Mad Max Crosby, Solomon Thomas, who's having a big year, Quentin Jefferson. They really got the defensive line that can come play. Scott, think of how many guys have been gone for the year. To start the season, Nicholas Morrow, Richie Incognito, who you know, Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Mullen. This team has been decimated, but Mayock has brought in a bunch of subs, a bunch of backups, Scotty, who might be better than the starters. It's incredible the way that these kids have been coached up to play through adversity now. But now Waller coming back off of COVID and the injury, Deshaun Jackson, Zay Jones, Josh Jacobs, I mean, they got weapons, even Peyton Barber. So the Raiders match up, but this is going to come down to Carr. And, Scott, I'll throw it back to you. This is his moment, dude. This is his moment. He's got to play great against Herbert. It's Herbert versus Carr. Herbert's the pro bowler. Carr was the early MVP candidate. Carr gets the game at home. Carr's got to win this game at all costs. And I think he will, uh, although I want to know from you, uh, it has to concern you the, you know, the size of those receivers uh, for the Chargers, uh, a major advantage. If all I have to do is throw up top, 
I love Williams' game, and I think Keenan's a, a problem, uh, you know, for everybody every week. Herbert is so dangerous. That size, how do you deal with it uh, in this game Sunday night? You cannot let this guy start going over everybody's head and getting big third downs, fourth downs by just going up top. You nailed it, Scott, as always. That's the mismatch. They got two high-point possession receivers who can go up and get the ball. Uh, that's what Darren Waller is able to do for the Raiders if they go to him. And that's the strength of Justin, uh, I mean, of Herbert. Herbert's got the ability to make every throw. He can make throws outside the pocket. The Raiders play, uh, faced Patrick Mahomes twice this year, and he tore him up with the same type of weapons. Again, as we started off, the only difference now is the Raiders' D-line. Their players are making more plays, and the Chargers are awful on third down. They give up 49.5% of third down plays. They can't get off the field. So if Jacobs can run and Renfro can do that little shake-a-doo, you know, the headset one play, plays back the other way. A Renfro can do that, a little change of pace, a shake-a-doo and to the right and to the left. Hey, Scott, keep going back to Renfro. Keep going back to Renfro. Keep going back to Renfro. He's putting up Tim Brown numbers in the history of yeah. the Raiders. As Al Davis said, the history of the Raiders lies in its future. The future is now. Pride and poise, the Death Star, all day tailgating in the black hole. The Raiders were meant to win this game. They just got to do it. All right. Uh, respectfully, I have one minute. Uh, what has it been like for you, uh, JT, to actually have the Raiders in Vegas, headquarters, new stadium, Super Bowl's coming there. Now they're uh, playing for the playoffs. What's it like to have them in your hood, right in your hometown? God, it's been incredible. It's been better than I ever thought, but I don't know the amount of uh, brain scarring this season has done to all of us here. The Gruden resignation, the Henry Ruggs fatality accident, all the issues. It's been hard. It's been hard to enjoy it and sit back. After this season, I'm going to disappear to a beach. I'm going to play some golf. I'm going to drink a lot of Mai Tais and look back right. on one of the wildest rides of my 25 years, 23 with the Raiders. I've never seen anything like it, but they got a chance. If they get a chance, they got to close this game out Sunday night, and they're doing it for John Madden. They're bringing in Madden's family to light the torch, the Madden Cruiser. It's all about the inspiration of John Madden, wow. Scott. Wow, that's impressive. Hey, uh, uh, Gallant's in town tonight with the Rangers. Uh, yes. Vegas screwed him over. I think the Rangers are playing better hockey than the uh, Knights, even though the Knights are in first. They're having trouble scoring goals. Lost to the Preds the other night. JT, I love you, man. Always good to see you. Have a love great you, bro. game on Sunday night. Good luck to the Raiders. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, uh, Pharrell finish. Uh, A-Rod could get a Manning cast-style broadcast for Sunday Night Baseball. That's what they're talking about. Aiden Hutchinson declares for the draft. The Michigan stud, Zach, your boy Calzone, Calzada, transfers to Auburn. UFC 272 to feature uh, Volkanovski and Max Holloway. 
Uh, Djokovic's appeal against his visa cancellation has moved to Monday. He's in quarantine in Melbourne. And former Mets GM Zach Scott found not guilty of DWI. A dog leads troopers to injured owners. Crash pickup truck. They were both ejected from the truck. And they were both drunk when the cops found them. Man attacks workers at an Orange County COVID vaccine clinic. Calls them all murderers. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson jet to the Bahamas. They are just having sessions, those two. Deshaun Watson makes a rare public appearance to celebrate his girlfriend's birthday. Can you imagine being his uh, girlfriend? A penis-like potato toppled two months after its quote-unquote erection in the town. <laughs> Woman who made 37 grand selling farts has been hospitalized for farting. Blackhawks players have cars stolen at a restaurant. I was with a hockey player one night, had a Corvette stolen. It happens. Judge rejects request to throw out the Vanessa Bryant lawsuit over the crash photos, Kobe's crash. California police dog mauls a driver after a car is reported stolen. Adam Schefter reveals a serious knee injury. He was doing the gritty dance and blew out his meniscus. Nice move there. Keanu Reeves may star in Scorsese and DiCaprio's The Devil in the White City. Pope says millennials should not be choosing pets over babies. It's selfish. Uber refunds passengers 600 for being stuck on the I-95 snowstorm. Woman catches boyfriend cheating with his stepsister in a viral TikTok. North Korea claims Kim Jong-il invented the burrito. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Really? Study claims celebrity-obsessed people are less intelligent. And Ross Browner, the Notre Dame legend, passes away at 67. We'll see you tonight on the bench at 10 o'clock Eastern. Game time decisions is next. Good night, everybody. Peace. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.